God. Go to John the 17th chapter with me right quick. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 17 from the New Living Translation. We've been talking about unity. I need you. And today we're going to focus on the third component of building authentic community is we're going to talk about consecration today. Consecration. St. John the 17th chapter. Uh, and we're going to begin our reading at verse number 17. Are you there with me? Let's read. Make them holy by your truth. Who is talking here in this text, guys? Jesus talking. Who is he talking to? The Father, his heavenly Father. He's praying to the Father prior to uh, his impending crucifixion on the cross of Calvary. And he prays and intercedes on behalf of his followers, his disciples. He says, what make them holy by your truth, teach them your word, which is truth. Keep reading. The word is truth, right? Teach them your word. The word is truth, right? The word is truth. If you want to know what truth is, go to the word. Truth is the word and word is the truth. Not your opinion, not your, uh, not your uh, uh, party affiliation in this platform. The truth is the word of God. Are you with me today? Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. The text says this, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your what? So guys, stop right there. Park for a second. I know we read this countless number of times, but I want you to focus in on what Jesus says here. Jesus says this. He says, I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy. How? So what is his truth? His word. So how are we going to be made holy? By his word. So how are we going to be made holy by his word if we never get into his word? Ah, here we go, guys. Here we go. See, many of us are not walking in holiness because we have not found time to get into his word. And all of us, if we're honest about it, there are times when we are less than stellar in our discipleship process of spending time with God like we need to. Anybody ever been there before? Saved, if you die today, you're going to heaven, but maybe you're, in, you're, in, you're sort of in that, in that kind of uh, cruise mode. And, and cruise mode is not where we need to be. God is calling on us to be a, a force to be reckoned with in these last and evil days. God is called upon us to be that example of unity that the world needs so desperately to see. And that can't happen when we're on cruise control. Are y'all with me today? Can we keep reading? Next verse says this. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I cannot shake this, guys. I cannot shake this passage of scripture because Jesus says that when we are one, that the world will believe that the Father sent him. Keep reading to 23. Let's read. It says, I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. Next verse. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Unity. I need you. Now, I, I gave you a key thought on, on, on today's sermon notes, and I, I just want to throw that out there to you to under, for, for each one of us to understand. God loves you and wants to be close to you. Can we make that person say, God loves me and wants to be close to me? Sort of reminds me of a song from the late 70s and the early 80s by the Commodores. Any of y'all remember that? When Lionel Richie said, just to be close to you, girl. Anybody remember that? Then Lionel begins to rap, let me go, ow. You know I've been through some many changes in my life, girl. And all, I've been up real high where I thought I need, didn't need anybody. And then again, I've been down real low where there was no one in my life who needed me. He said, ow. 
And I found that material thing. Lionel was saying some stuff. I don't know if Lionel really knew what he was saying. He was, he was rapping to this lady, but, but really what he was saying was can have some spiritual connotation. Listen to what he says. He says, and I found that material things I thought had so much value. Oh, girl. Didn't really have any value at all. That's what Lionel said. He says, then I was a lonely man. A man with no direction, with no purpose, with no one to love, and no one to love me for, for me. Oh, girl. Then you, then you came into my life. See, see, when Jesus came to my life, I was a man with no purpose, had no direction. But when he came into my life, oh, wait, 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 wait. Lionel ain't through, guys. Lionel is not through. He says, he said, oh, girl, you, then you, 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 you came into my life. You made my jagged edge smooth. Boy, that boy was rapping, wasn't it? He says, you made my, ooh, my direction so clear, and, and you all, woman, you, you became my purpose, my reason for living. Girl, you see, you're my heart, you're my soul, you're my stone inspiration. Baby, oh, that's why I'm standing here singing and opening my arms to you. I want to say, child, why don't you take my hand? Oh, we'll live in love forever. Yeah, take my hand. Mm, we'll be all alone, you and me. Yeah, take my hand. Girl, we'll live our lives together together, all together, just to be close to you, girl. Now, how many of y'all remember that song? Some of you younger ones don't, may, not, may not can relate. Tyrone, I don't know if you can relate or not, but, but that's, that's old school rap there. So you young cats need to learn some old school rap. Richard, I bet, Richard, I bet you probably were telling the vet that guess should be close. <laughs> but guys, God desires to be close to us. As you develop and we develop our relationship with God, it's important to know he, God is not just tolerating us. God is not just putting up with us. God is not trying to get rid of us. He has done everything to be close to us. God loves us and wants to be with us. He wants a relationship with us for all of eternity. And he's not satisfied with a distant association. He wants to be close to us. Now, guys, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Having passed it 32 years, I've, God has given me some wisdom, even as it relates to dealing with people. And I've, 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 cut, I've quickly and swiftly began to understand that everybody, even though God wants to be close to us, everybody don't want to be close to God. Are y'all with me today? Jesus, we discovered, uh, called some men to be on purpose and to do life together with him. And he wanted them to, he pulled them in close to him. Uh, I, I shared with you that, the, that, that Jesus was, was a purveyor of community before we even knew what community was all about. Because he pulled those guys in close to him. I told you, number one, he selected them, right? Jesus called a few men to follow him who could bear witness to his life and carry on his work after he returned to the Father. Second thing we said was he stayed with them, making it a practice to be with them, drawing them close to himself. And then third, the third component of authentic community is consecration. And what we're going to park here today for a few minutes and talk about consecration uh, uh, he required obedience so that they would willingly, that they would, everybody say willingly. Now, those who are connoisseurs of the English language will understand that willingly has an L-E at the end of it, and that makes it an adverb. And that means it's adding to the verb will, okay? Willing, and how, he says willingly. So adverb tells you, he says he required obedience so that they would willingly deny themselves for others. Willingly. That means that when I deny myself for others, Sister Brenda, I'm not doing it grudgingly. See, I believe with all my heart, mind, and soul that each one of us can get so close to God, so close to Jesus, that, that, that his thoughts become our thoughts. Are you with me today? As a matter of fact, I'm reminded of a passage that talks about the fact that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we renew our minds and take up the mind of Christ, it, 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 as a matter of fact, Paul even said, I think it's in Philippians, uh, he says, let this mind be in you that's also well in Christ Jesus. If he said, let the mind of Christ be in you, then it's possible to have the mind of Christ. And when we have the mind of Christ, 
than, than we obey willingly. He required obedience so that they would willingly deny themselves for others. Now, guys, it is not our natural bent to deny ourselves for somebody else. Every last one of us who are sitting here uh, and, and who are viewing me via live stream, every one of us was born into this world as a sinner. Touch yourself and say, I was born a sinner. Touch, come on, touch yourself. I know, you, I know you were a cute little old baby, but you were born a sinner. And all, all the little babies that come to work, we're like, oh, 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 it's so beautiful, so beautiful. And we've had, we've, we've had a, a, a baby spurt. We had a baby boom in the church here last year. I guess all this pandemic had y'all shut up and you. I'm just teasing, mister. Something happened, though. Been, been, uh, been, we got some baby dedication coming up in February, okay? So, so good. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that because God is the giver of life. And life is a gift from God, amen? So, 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 but anyhow, uh, that baby, although cute as a button, little bit of sinner. Right? Because all of us, the Bible says, are born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Y'all with me today? So all of us are born in sin. So we have to learn how. We have to get to the point to where we can begin to, uh, to, to do the will of God to, to deny ourselves because we are naturally selfish. We naturally are going to lean toward what's good for us without us even thinking about what's good for somebody else. Are y'all with me today? So we got to make sure that we are uh, 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 get to the point where we have the mind of Christ so that we can, we can deny ourselves willingly. Everybody say willingly. Glory to God. So, so consecration, he required obedience so that they would, be, would willingly deny themselves for others. So, what, so when, Pastor, that's, you, you use that fancy word, consecration. What does that mean? Well, consecration is the act of devoting or dedicating a person or thing to the service and the worship of God. I'm going to repeat that again. Consecration is the act of devoting or dedicating a person or thing to the service and to the worship of God. Now, now, one, one thing we got to realize, as, as Jesus uh, pulled those boys in close to him and poured into them for three, three and a half years before he went back to, seat on, to be seated on the right hand of the Father, uh, he, he pulled them in close to them and helped disciple them. And so, but now that he's left and back up in heaven, he left them with the, with the responsibility of, of pouring into others also. Uh, the church has an integral role to play in us being close to God. The church, has, uh, the church should be a continuing fellowship. The whole program, guys, of giving personal care to every believer is only resolved in, when we have a thorough understanding of the nature and the mission of the church. The church is important. Everybody say the church is important. We see the church principle emerging around Jesus whereby one believer was brought into the fellowship with all the others. And in the church, we see this happening on a larger scale, doing the same thing Jesus was doing with the 12 apostles. Every member, hear me carefully, every member of the community of faith had a part to fulfill in this ministry as we talk about church life. But they could only do this as they themselves were trained and inspired. Now, let's, 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 let's think about that for a second. They could only do this as they themselves were trained and inspired by Holy Spirit. Are you with me today? As long as Jesus was with them in the flesh, he was the leader. But thereafter, it was necessary for those in the church to assume this leadership role, this role of bringing people in, this, this role of, 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 of discipling, this role of bringing them close to us so that we can pour into them and they can pour into us. Are you with me today? And so, so he, Jesus was a leader, but, 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 but it was necessary for those in the church to assume this leadership role after he left. Again, this meant that Jesus had to train them to do it, which involved his own constant personal association with a few chosen men. Now, 
I would tell you that the church has to learn this lesson. And, and all churches, I believe, have to get better at, at, at doing this thing. Are y'all with me today? Preaching to the masses on Sunday mornings or during Bible times, that's great and that's necessary. But just sitting here on Sunday morning, guys, will never be sufficient enough in the work of preparing believers to become disciples. And that's one of the things I think that we've learned through this pandemic. And it's, I, I, think, I thank God for it from this aspect. I think it's shaking a lot of churches up to realize and understanding that following Jesus is more than just about coming and sitting on Sunday morning. Are y'all tracking with today? And, 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 and so there are some things that we shook up here to try to get a more uh, 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 conducive discipleship model to help us to become more aware that it's more than just meeting on Sunday. I know for a fact that when we flip the script and, and, and say, okay, we're going to do our discipleship training, we're not going to call it Sunday school any longer. And nothing wrong with Sunday school. Sunday school has been uh, the hallmark and the foundational uh, 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 teaching component for years and years at this church. But the, but the reality of it is, guys, that we were evaluating how we were going to do something different with Sunday school prior to the pandemic. Because you guess what? Most of y'all weren't coming. Can we talk? Can we be can, can I be your pastor today? Would you allow me to be your pastor? Most of y'all wasn't showing up. Let me give you some stats. This, 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 some, 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 some stats you need to hear. You know, I would guess, you know, we, we were at that pre-pandemic, we probably were 300, 350 members of so church, and, and our average Sunday school attendance may have been 65, 70. But then we flipped it. We said, we're going to call it discipleship training because we need to start training disciples. And we're going to flip it because of the pandemic, we were only just meeting here on Sunday via live stream. We, we, we couldn't meet anyhow. So we said, this is our time to do what we've been evaluating doing in the first place. So we're going to flip it and make it on Wednesday night. All right. And we're going to use a tool that God allowed to be utilized so we can move during the pandemic. And, 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 and if you're in South Shreveport, you can still plug in with us, amen, for Wednesday night discipleship training. And guess what? Whereas we were averaging 65, now over the last, uh, I don't know, last three or four lessons that we've done church-wide study, we've averaged well over 150 people. So basically we double who was, who was engaged in the discipleship training. But some of y'all, I know when it first happened, I think the first time we did, we did it on a Monday night. Some of y'all was so, ooh, it's just the idea of change. It wasn't, it wasn't that the teaching was different, but just the idea that we were doing it on a Monday, it just didn't feel right. <laughs> Can somebody help me? Never mind that we're reaching twice as many people, but it just didn't feel right because it wasn't on Sunday morning. Now, again, guys, let me tell you something. I, I, I love Sunday school. But if something is not working, I don't believe in keep doing it. If it's not as effective as it needs to be, I don't believe in keep doing it because that's where we always did it. And if you move it, Sister Jones going to be upset. <laughs> Sister Jones, I love you, baby. But you can come on Monday too. The day of the week becomes irrelevant to your discipleship training because we want you to be studying every day. That's why the lessons that we, we give and we've been utilizing have a component where you have a daily responsibility because many of us, if we're honest about it, have not been disciplined enough to get into God's word every day. Amen. Can we talk? Can I be your pastor? Or you want me to be your friend? I'm going to be, somebody said both. Okay. I, 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 I'll be both. I, I hear you, brother Stan. I'll be both. But guys, listen. Change is inevitable if we're going to continue to grow. I tell you, I don't want to look up and 20 years from now, we'd be, you know, and thank God for our seniors that I love my seniors. My, my seniors are, look, look at them. My seniors had, listen, th these golden vessels have been more faithful than, 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 than young cats. 
throughout this pandemic. They, they've been engaged in the study. They've been connected with the Sunday morning worship experience. And everybody's talking about, what about the gold investor? Gold investor's fine. Gold investor's been rolling up in here, studying, learning, and praising God while you're trying to sit at home making excuses for the gold investor. Now, again, listen, listen to me very carefully. I'm, listen, we're, we're a hybrid church, and I'm not knocking you for tuning in live stream. That's why we got it. But what I'm going to tell you is this, even though that's the model that we got as a hybrid church, if we're going to be disciple makers, we got to go beyond just tuning in on Sunday. We got to go beyond just coming and gathering here on Sunday. We got to begin to to study together, to push each other to grow together so that we can go out and do the work of ministry. Are y'all still with me today? So, 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 so let me get back to, 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 to my lesson point here because um, preaching to the masses is good. But, but uh, it will never be fish sufficient enough in the work of preparing believers to become disciples. And I, I got I to I share that with you because, you know, most of us grew up and, 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 the, and the emphasis and the, and, and, the, and the focus was on being involved in church on Sunday. But God says, I need you to be more connected than just on Sunday morning. I need you to be involved in discipleship training on Wednesday. And I told y'all before, I, we're going to keep moving. I love you, but guess what? We can't, if you don't want to go, we can't wait on you to, 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 to keep procrastinating. We're going to try to pull you along, but, but there are many who are members of this church who are not ready to get close to Jesus like that. Well, I can get close to him by myself. Well, what, what does the word of God say? Can, can I use Bible? I, I, I don't want to argue with you. I just want to kind of, I want you to ponder some things. And, and, and again, you, you, you can connect with us in a variety of ways. You can be involved uh, in doing the work of ministry, just like you're involved in going to work. We still served at common ground, and we did it, and we made some adjustments, and we didn't make excuses. I like that. Make adjustments, not excuses. So, so we can still do the work of ministry, and we're going to continue to do that. It may look a little different, but that's okay, amen? Sometimes we need to be stretched. It needs to be different because we get so accustomed to doing things a certain way that I think we, we, we put it on cruise control. How many of y'all got cruise control in your car? You got cruise control? When you put it on cruise control, you're going down the highway. You don't normally put it on cruise control when you're in the city, do you? Because it's stop and go. But when you, if, you, if you're getting on I-49 heading south, you put that bad boys on, on, on 70, 75, 80. <laughs> 85. I've seen some of y'all. It's, I'm doing 80 and y'all. Some of y'all going down 49 doing 90 miles per hour. Please don't do that. Okay. But cruise control allows you to, 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 to keep moving without having to think about, you know, your foot on the gas and, you know, letting up and let, keep going, you know, all that kind of stuff, okay? So, so but, but, but our, our faith walk, can't, we can't afford to put our faith walk on cruise control. Are y'all with me today? So, so but again, we, Sunday morning, just preaching to you on Sunday morning will never be enough to make disciples, okay? It will never be enough. It will not be sufficient enough in the work of preparing believers to become disciples. Building men and women is not that easy. Building disciples is not that easy. It requires constant personal attention, much like a father gives to his children, or a good father does to his children. Guys, let me tell you something. And I, I know we've said this before, and, and I think it's an old African proverb, and I, I, I can understand the context of it, but, but I think it's not all the way biblical. We say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you saw some of the folks in the village? <laughs> Have you met with some of the folks? Some of the folks in the village crazy. <laughs> and I don't want them raising my children because some of them don't have a spiritual compass. Now, don't, don't write me and text me, Brother Pastor, you disrespecting the African proverb. No, I'm just telling you that, that, that when you go into the scripture, the responsibility by and large for rearing your children is the parents, not the grandmama. Amen. 
not the auntie, not your cousin, but it's you. Parent, it is your responsibility. Now, we as a church body help try to solidify you and help you, and then we do, we do what we do here to, to go along with you, and I understand that, and maybe that's, that's, maybe that's the village concept, but everybody in the village ain't qualified to rear the child because everybody in the village ain't saved. Okay? Got some joke over there. Yeah, yeah, come here, boy. Come here, boy. Yeah, I know your dad. I played ball with your daddy. Now, 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 listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, there's going to be a lot of girls running after you. You're a football player and everything. And, and you know, you, uh, you, you, you got a man got to do what a man got to do. And, you know, you, 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 you just keep your stuff quiet or down low so nobody will know, you know. You may have your two or three there, and this is how you do this. You know, you just kind of, you know, you, 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 you can have your, I don't want that guy counseling my son. That guy's in the village, but he, 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 he ain't got no business counseling my son. By the way, uh, my son, uh, God, just, it seems like God gives me preaching points when I'm in the shower. He ever do you like that? I'm in the shower this morning minding my own business and then getting ready because my mother-in-law and I were at the church together and my son, who was supposed to be here at a certain time for practice, he comes downstairs and said, Dad, why do you wake me up? I'm thinking to myself, you're 22. <laughs> now, I've worked, I, I have when, 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 when I know that he was oversleeping, I wake him up, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to see how long it's going to take for this joker to get up. But here's the, here's the caveat, guys. You know, Junior Love, you know, he's, he's getting ready to graduate in May. Prayerfully, I think he'll be graduating in May in, in professional aviation. Every time he has to go fly a plane, guys, I don't ever have to wake him up. I mean, that joke, if he, if he got to leave at 6 a.m., he up at 4.30, out the door at 5.30, and, and, on, and there's plenty enough time to do all this pre-check flight, and he's gone. I noticed that. I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. And he kind of said, it. I thought he said, why didn't you wake me up that as if it was my fault he was late? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, when you do, when it's stuff you want to do, I don't have to wake you up. I mean, he gets up real. Am my children the only one like that? Do your children do that? You're going on a trip and, and, and you have to wake them up for, to get it, get rest in time to go to church. But then when it's, it's trip time, they end up, daddy, you up, you up, you up. What did I tell y'all? People will do what they want to do. And if you got, again, I'm not knocking, son, doing a good job. I thank God for him. He ain't perfect. But I thank God I ain't had to go get him out of jail. I thank God I ain't had to go out there and talk to the professor and say, well, now, you know, he got an F here, but you know what? Can we do something? No. He's doing what he's supposed to do in the classroom. So I'm very proud of him. It's just that I, I chuckled to myself. I, I didn't even answer him this morning. I just kept on taking my shower to my, Daddy, why didn't you wake me up? <laughs> you get up when you want to get up. <laughs> Can I get a witness? So guys, let's, I don't know how I got off on that, but listen. <laughs> do what the word of God tells you to do. Well, I was talking about children. Children, uh, children uh, uh, parents have a responsibility to rear the children, Okay. The example of Jesus teaches us that it can be done only by, by, by persons staying close to those whom they seek to lead. It's just like a father does a child. If we're going to help disciple people, we got to bring them in close to us. And the local church has to get better at nurturing and making disciples of Christ. There's a lot of talk in the church about evangelism, about being ambassadors for Christ, about making disciples and et cetera, but little concern for personal association when it becomes evident that that, that, that work involves some sacrificial uh, components in our life. It, it involves us relinquishing some personal time. And many people start going back in their own corners because they, want, they only want to come out when they're ready to come out. Can I come to this side of here? They only want to come out when they're ready to come out 
And pastor, don't try to put any pressure on me because if you put pressure on me, I'm going to show you I'm a man and you can't tell me what to do. Well, baby, that's not me. It's, my, it's not my job. I'm just going to tell you what the word of God says. And then you got to take it up with God. Are y'all with me? But we have to get better at discipling. And that means that we got we to gotta be trained ourselves. Because, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I would be hesitant to turn some of y'all loose on somebody. Can I be honest? Some of y'all are not ready to disciple anybody because, first of all, you haven't been discipling yourself. You had not signed up for one class. Not one. Or if you did sign up, you didn't finish it. Don't you think God is watching that? Don't you think God is simply saying, you know what, this joker here, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend you. This member here, now y'all listen, for those of y'all who haven't been here that long, don't get offended. When I, when, if, I love every last one of you. So when I love you, I can talk, I can joke with you, can I? Amen. Amen. He called me a joker. What? <laughs> You're the one that's not engaging. I'm, okay, can I, can I take that back? All right. As a member of the Elizabeth Baptist Church in Benton, Louisiana, you are not participating in a discipleship training curriculum that's a part of your responsibility as a member of the church. Well, Pastor, I got time. Well, you make an excuse. Make adjustments, not excuses. You adjust for everything else. All right, that's my pastoral comment, okay? So aren't y'all glad you got a pastor who will just kind of tell it like a TIT is? Because we need, we need people to be honest with us. And what I'm telling you is, is the church, every church in America has to get better at disciple training and disciple making. That's the command that Jesus gave us before he ascended back up in heaven. He says, go and make disciples. Matthew 28 chapter, the end of that chapter, he said, go and make disciples. So the church has to get better at doing that. Would y'all agree with me on that? Because it's going to take more than showing up on Sunday to become a disciple. That's what I'm saying. You got to engage. You got to be willing to be taught and trained so that when you are pulling people close to you, when you're pulling people close to you, you got to make sure that you're emotionally healthy. That, that, you, that you're spiritually grounded and that you have a solid foundation because if, if, if I have signed someone to you, a new convert, but you're all messed up and a new convert comes to you just concerned because he's new, he doesn't know how, what the word of God says about this and that, that, but you haven't been studying so now and you're emotionally whole and unhealthy, then now you start going off on them or start saying stuff that's crazy that leads them astray and next thing you know, they're out the back door. That's, that's one of the reasons why I believe that, that many times we see people making decisions for Christ and a lot of the churches are good at counting baptisms and decisions, but they, but, but they don't count disciple making. We like going to the conference and say, oh, brother, brother, we, we, we baptized 500 this year. Well, how many stayed? How many are growing? How many are, are nurturing and being developed? How many are now going out and getting some others to come along with them because they've been, they, they, they've been trained, they've been developed, they've been pulled close, and they've been walked with along the way to help them uh, in this walk of faith? And, but how many are actually doing it? Are there 500? How many three years later are still connected? And a lot of times what you discover is there's far too many that are not connected. Some are not even in the church any longer. Everybody said we got to do a better job. So part of that process is part of our church membership. What, why does church membership matter at all? Because some of y'all heard people say, well, I can be saved and not be a member of the church. Technically, everybody say technicality. Technically, that's true. But I will tell you, theologically, that's untrue. Because when all throughout the New Testament scripture, you see Paul writing to churches. You see the Bible talking about how, how we uh, are to hold each other accountable, how we are to help each other. So how is that going to happen if you're not in connection or uh, connectivity with, with people who are part of a local assembly? 
It's not going to happen. Okay? So the church is important because the church is the institution that God left in the earth realm to, to, to be the, 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 the place that takes kingdom principle, kingdom agenda out to the world. So, 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 so why does church membership matter? First, first uh, church membership is our public commitment to serve with a, with a specific group of believers. Go over to 1 Corinthians 12 chapter right quick. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. It's our, it's our public commitment to serve with a specific group of believers. Now, guys, by, by way of a show of hands, how many of y'all, this is your home church? You grew up in this church. Raise your hand. Raise your hands. I got one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Six, seven. I see you, Cam. That's my boy. Seven. Sister Henry, is this your home church? Is this your home church? Oh, yeah. Eight. Sister Margin Galloway, nine. I think it's nine out of 400 some people. This is their home church. They grew up here. Now, that's, that's cool. I mean, you say, well, only nine? Well, guess what? God has brought people in. My point is this. When, whenever you are being led by the Holy Spirit, and, and, and move as the spirit moves you, God brings an eclectic group of people from various backgrounds, from different areas of the country, and brought them together in a little old church in Benton, Louisiana, to do the work of ministry. To brought, brought them together, an eclectic group from different ethnic backgrounds, to come together in the year 2022 to show and to, and to, and to, to, to magnify God's plan for his church. That's a miracle in and of itself. Only nine of you all grew up in this church. And God let you here for such a time as this. I think that's awesome. I think that is awesome. Is this a perfect church? Of course it's not because you and I are here. If we go to a perfect church, won't nobody be in there? But I tell you what, we're going to be called striving to do it God's way. So watch the text. The human body has many parts. But the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Let's go. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Some of us are Jews. Some are Gentiles. Some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Let's keep reading. If the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. Let's read on. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Let's read. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Every time I read this, I think of, I start looking at the audience and I keep seeing big old eyes and I just see a big old ear sitting there. You, you're, you're a big old nose. I, just, I mean, I just, I just see, that's my spiritual imagination. I'm not talking about your ear, your nose, your head, anything. I'm just, it says, but if our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Listen to that. God puts it just where he wants it. We are part of his body. And, and, and I know it may not have been your plan 20 years ago to be here, but you're here because the Holy Ghost says it's now time for you to be here. Because I, I told you before, I don't want anybody to come unless the Holy Spirit leads you. And the Holy Spirit leads you, we welcome everybody. I said everybody. I said everybody. Doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter your political party, doesn't matter your ethnicity. If the Holy Ghost said come, you come on. And we'll receive you with gladness in our hearts. I'm not going to ask you who you voted for. I said I'm not going to ask you who you voted for. I'm not going to ask you uh, who's your favorite team because if it's not my favorite team, then I'm going to be against you. You can't be a member here. You, you from LSU, we can't have you up in here. Are you from Alabama? You're Alabama. I don't like Alabama. You can't come up in here. That is irrelevant. If the Holy Ghost said, come, you come. 
and we're going to keep preaching that message, the message of unity. We want the Holy Spirit to bring an eclectic group of people together so that we can show the unity that Jesus prayed about in John 17. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Next verse says what? How strange a body would be if it had only one part. That would be, that would be weird, wouldn't it? How you going to walk and you just, all you are is an arm? It doesn't work. What he's saying is, is that God, God, God brings different parts together to make up the whole. Let's keep, come on, I got I to gotta go. I got to go. He says, well, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Next verse. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. Stop telling folks what you, what you do is insignificant. Everything that happens in ministry, every gifting, every person is relevant. And I'll tell you before, I... I, 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 I feel sorry for some churches who bend to uh, the, the wheels of the person who gives the most money. That doesn't happen here. Because I don't care. Listen, we're going to do it God's way, and, and, and it doesn't matter how much money you make. What time, I, I keep saying this, and some of y'all don't believe me. It doesn't matter. We're gonna, it's, it's about what is God leading us to do. So, so since the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So, so we're, 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 not, we're going to follow, we're going to bend to the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. And people who search for titles, don't kinda, they don't kind of like this church because we de-emphasize titles. We, we emphasize servanthood. If you're willing to serve, we want to use you. If you're looking for a title, uh, you go on down to the church next door. Because it ain't about that, it's about serving. Amen? All right. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least, and least important are actually the most important. Now, we have some nurses and doctors in here. And if, if I had time to quiz them, they could probably tell me about some stuff that's small on the body but it's real important. Hello? Have y'all ever had a, a, a ligament torn before? Anybody? That ligament, as far as circumference of, of, of distance may be a small thing, but if that thing breaks or snaps or the Achilles heel, anybody ever snapped the Achilles tendon? That's, that's, that's a, I don't mean to show my ignorance, but I think that, 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 that Achilles tendon is, is a larger tendon, but, but, but they're smaller tendons that even if they break or they snap, they hurt, and they prevent you from being effective and still running the football or ducking the basketball. And you have to get it repaired. Even though it's small in size, it plays an important role. So don't you ever minimize the importance of the gifting that God has placed inside of you. You are important. Are y'all with me? And what you add to this body, we need. I said we need it. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most important. Let's go. Come on, most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, if you know what I mean. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. All right, so, 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 so church membership is our public commitment to serve with a specific group of believers. And so we, each one of you all bring a different gifting and, 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 and flavor to this church. And we love having you here. Second, church membership is our vow to be a part of God's family in a local area. Go to Ephesians 3. Oh, my goodness, my time is running. Ephesians, the third chapter, verse number six. This is one that we, we, we picked on quite a bit when we went through our multi-ethnic church study. Ephesians, chapter number three, the apostle Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. Now, notice what he says. Again, Every time I read this, guys, it jumps off the page at me. And this is God's plan. Everybody says God's plan. I told you before, this is not our church. It's his church. It's not our church. It's his church. And we're going to flow the way he desires for us to flow. We want to become that, 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 that beautiful mosaic of, of different Background, different ethnicities, different nationalities, uh, uh, you, know, you know, whatever, uh, difference coming together in unity to show the world what God's love looks like. 
And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessing because they belong to Christ Jesus. Now, guys, you're reading this in the year 2022 and you, you're just reading it just glossing over. But when this was written by the Apostle Paul, this was a big deal. It was a big deal because the Jewish Christians still had some cleaning up to do in their mindset because they thought they were superior to their Gentile believers. And so God, amen, through the apostle Paul is letting them know that, hey, listen, you know, this, this thing about being God's chosen people, we all uh, got the same thing. We, God used the Jewish nation to bring the Savior to the earth realm, but the Savior is here. He's, he's been born in the manger in Bethlehem, been crucified on the cross of Calvary, and now this salvation is available for all people. Can y'all tell I'm excited about that? We got to keep preaching Unity, I need you. Says, and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. Let's keep reading. He says, well, by God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. What was the good news? The good news, the gospel. The gospel that, that Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel is all of us are part of God's family now. There is no ethnic distinctions in the body of Christ. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously, watch this. Listen to what Paul said. Now, now if anybody had a right to brag, the Apostle Paul, Brother Jeff could brag. As a matter of fact, he did it. In one, he, didn't really, he wasn't really bragging in that chapter, but he went on. He started naming his credentials. If anybody had a right to say, hey, listen, I'm a little bit bigger than you are. Paul did. But notice his attitude, guys. He says, I am the least deserving of all God's people. He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Wow. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. What had he kept secret from the beginning? That through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus, the way of salvation and and, and induction into the family of God would be available to every ethnicity. Bible even says that had, had the devil known this, that crucifying Christ, all this was going to take place, he never would have done it. But the wisdom of God far outweighs the little peeny any wisdom of Satan. Quit giving the devil all that credit. If it, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I got to keep moving. It says what? I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Let's keep reading. It says God's purpose in all this God's purpose in all this was to use what? His purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. What is that? Those are different classifications of angelic beings and demonic spirits. What he says here is, I'm going to use the church here on earth to show the, the angelic host my wisdom far out sees Satan's wisdom. Glory be to God. I'm not making this up. Read it. God's purpose in all this was to use the church, the church, to display his wisdom in his rich variety, rich variety, rich variety, rich variety. To all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Next verse, let's go. Just, this was his eternal plan. Which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I got to keep going, guys. Because of Christ and our faith in him, he can now, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. You and I have the right to enter the throne room of grace. The middle walls of petition, the dividing walls that were in the temple have been torn down. Ain't no Gentile court. No women's court now. It's all been torn down. We all can enter into the holies of holies because of what Jesus Christ did. Are y'all with me today? All right, so, 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 but when we come into church membership, I, I got to stop here, guys, uh, on this point. When we come to church membership, it's our vow to be a part of God's family in a local area. So when you join, when you, when you connect, when you, when, when you are led by the spirit of God to connect with a local church body, what you're saying is, is I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I'm going to be a part of God's family in that local area. And I'm committing myself to that church. And, 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 and Lord Jesus, I don't have time to, to, to continue to unpack this. But, but, but guys, your church membership should mean something to you. So much so that you support the work of ministry with your time, talents, and resources. And guys, if you're going to be committed, be committed all the way. This means be committed financially to support the work of ministry. If you have not been a tither and giver of offerings, then begin to do so because as a part of a local church, you're helping fund the work of ministry. Guys, I'm going to tell you when we share uh, some things with you in the coming weeks about what God did for us in 2021, God has been so faithful to this church. I mean, he has been faithful to the church. And guys, not one time have you heard me get up here and, and, and beg you for money, have you? Because I'm not going to do that. I'm going to teach you what the word of God says so that you can be obedient to God's word, but I'm not going to get up here and try to twist your arm and have a $1,000 line. And Some of y'all are like, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, yeah, if you haven't been to one of those services, yeah, I've been to some. I went to one where they, they tried to make all the preachers get up and buy the, the, the pastor a suit. I wouldn't buy them a suit because the Lord, I mean, I don't mind getting them a suit, but the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to buy them a suit. So you know what I did? I sat there just as calm because I'd given what the Holy Spirit had told me to give. And so pressure giving don't move me because I've been, I've been taught what giving is all about. Well, I'm a prophet of God. And God told me to tell you to bring your $500 seed right now, don't. That's what God said. Now listen, I'm saying that facetiously and, and, and some of y'all have been in those kind of services. I'm not saying that there may not be times when God does do something like that. You remember the time when I think it was Moses, was it Moses that, 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 that raised an offering and he had to tell the folks to stop bringing it? I mean, they, they, they'd given, but it was a prophetic word. But some of this stuff is just, is just manipulation. Okay? So we teach what the word of God says about giving, we do it in, a, in, a, in an honorable way so that you'll know what God's word says. But, but, but when you connect with a church, be connected all the way around. Give your, you, you have gifts that we need. The body of Christ needs your gifting. As a matter of fact, I don't have time to go there, but there's a scripture that says that, that, that you help make us complete as a body when you, your gifting is being utilized in the work of ministry. Okay? All right. So church membership is our vow to be a part of God's family and look and look here. Third, get these and I'm finished. Okay. Church membership is our agreement to be accountable for our Christian growth. I'm gonna pick up next week on this, okay? Can I pick up next week? Will y'all come back? All right. Number four. I'm, I'm, y'all remember when we when we first come up and say, Pastor, don't, don't do no review. You started number three, okay? Yep. <laughs> I'm giving y'all permission to tell me that next week, okay? So don't don't do no review. Start at number three. And tell everybody else, get the CD, get the tape, go online, look at it. All right, fourth, fourth, fourth. Church membership is our pledge to get directly involved in God's work. And number five, church membership is our official commitment to the work of the Great Commission. All right, we'll pick up on number three next week. Is that fair enough? Give the Lord a hand of praise. Father, we thank you and praise you for this opportunity.